You are listening to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast, Episode 9. Today's topic is Strategies for Project Sponsorship. Welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast at SensiblePM.com, where you get an insider's edge on practical project management. Now, here is your host, Mark Fillin. Hi, welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Podcast. My name is Mark Philippi, and I am the Sensible Project Manager. Today, we're going to talk about project sponsorship, and this is from a hangout that was held just a few days ago as part of the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community on Google+. First of all, I would encourage you to come and join that community. We have a lot of great discussion there. Just go to Google Plus and look up project management. You'll find it under that topic. And again, the the, uh, community name is the Sensible Project Manager Hangout Community. We call it the Hangout Community because we have weekly hangouts where we use the Google Plus Hangout tool and get together with uh, project managers from all over the world and talk about project management concepts and topics. On Hangout number 21, which this is from, I was joined by three guests. Two of them were the co-authors of the book Strategies for Project Sponsorship. Uh, those two were Vicki James and Ron Rosenhead. They, along with Peter Taylor, also known as the Lazy Project Manager, co-authored the book Strategies for Project Sponsorship. Okay, so since this Hangout, it was a, a, a long one. Uh, I just wanted to get right to it. Just give that first introduction, and let's get right to the Hangout. So, enjoy. And now, today's feature. Hi, welcome to the Sensible Project Manager Hangout. This is Hangout number 21. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about project sponsorship. And I am very pleased to have with me today... Uh, two of the uh, authors of Strategies for Project Sponsorship. And uh, just looking forward to this discussion. It would be a great one. Uh, we also have a, a wonderful our, our, uh, wonderful PM Chat correspondent uh, in, the, in the room, too, the virtual room. Let's go through and introduce everybody. Let's start with you, Vicki. Oh, hi. I'm Vicki James. I live in the Seattle area. I'm one of the co-authors of Strategies for Project Sponsorship, um, and I do a lot of training and consulting and that type of thing. Anything else you want to know, Mark? Uh, hey, what's the weather like in Seattle? It is cold and crisp. We, we, in the winter, we have two, not so cold and raining, or very cold and bright and sunny. <laughs> and have, what's the dog's name? Uh, that would be Lucy, <laughs> and I don't know what got her attention, but I'm going to um, mute myself and go put her in the bedroom. Okay. I'm sorry about that. Project sponsors. <laughs> Project sponsors. Ron, how about you? Hi, I'm the weatherman out here in London, and uh, it's uh, just coming up to 5 o'clock in the evening, 5 p.m., and it is cold. My wife, who's unfortunately on her way home from uh, being out, has phoned me just before and said it's freezing, but on the more professional side. I've been involved in the project management uh, community probably for the last 20-25 years and a lot of that work is around training, uh, improving people's skills and capabilities and this is where my interest in sponsorship came up but probably more later. And um, 
I've been really excited by the whole area of sponsorship and indeed by this call. So really looking forward to it. Great. Uh, Ron and I had the opportunity to uh, chat yesterday and get to know each other a little bit. Uh, great to get to know you. Ron, you might want to back up a little bit from the camera. Just there you go. Perfect. Paula, welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, Thank you. So why don't you, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, so my name is Hala, and I am a project manager, scrum master, something agile coach. I'm doing product management right now, so I just my career has been zigzaggy um, the last few years, but it's been a great ride, and I um, believe very much in the the um, industry and career of project management, and I think that really, really, really good project managers, um, you know, are leaders, and and I and this is why I got involved in the PM Chat community because I want to um, kind of you know enforce and, and further that mission and and help grow leaders in any way that I can, um, even just providing this as a forum for discussion. So I got involved with it through Robert Kelly and Rob Prinzo invited me to join them as a co-host and um, uh, I am, today I'm going to be performing the role of correspondent so I'll be going between the PM Chat and PM Hangout kind of telling you guys what they're saying on that end and telling the PM Chat folks what we're saying here on the, on the video. Well, Hala, thank you so much for being with us the last uh, few Hangouts. Uh, I've been trying to do that role by myself as well as uh, leading the Hangout, and that is challenging. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I just wanted to mention also we, we are going to be talking a little bit about uh, the book that uh, Vicky and Ron wrote. There is one more author that uh, was not able to meet with us. Um, Peter. Peter is uh, the, also referred to as the lazy manager, <laughs> the lazy project manager. He's so lazy. Mention not being here with us today. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Vicky. You got him before me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I, I wish he could have been able to be here, but uh, I'm, I'm glad we have uh, Vicky and Ron. So I just wanted to, to mention, I've, I have, uh, uh, just to set the expectation here, so uh, before we get into it, uh, I, I've been a project manager uh, for over 15 years now, and uh, lots of different environments, different, uh, different companies, uh, and, and I have... Uh, I was thinking about this as I was I was getting ready for this morning, and if I think about my experience with with uh, a project sponsor, uh, for the most part, I want to keep the project sponsor as far away from me as possible. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but I, I just want to be completely upfront with everybody, so I'll just let you know. But I, I have uh, I have not been able to finish the book yet, but I'm uh, into it, and I was I was very pleased to, to as I read through the book um, that I would say more than half of the book is, or at least half of the book is for project managers, not just oh, yes. the sponsors. And I thought that was that was a great approach that you that you, that you took for that, uh, and maybe after this discussion you'll be able to turn me around the corner and want me to embrace my uh, my sponsor. <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, Mark, also there's an opportunity for you. If you ever want me to come to uh, Spokane and speak to your local PMI, I can give you uh, a one-hour strategies for project sponsorship that I think would help turn you around. Actually, uh, that was going to be one of my discussions I was going to have with you because uh, okay. right now I am actually running for the uh, the the VP of programs in my chapter. So. Oh, okay. Well, we'll have to take that offline, but definitely I, I would look forward to coming over and talking. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Vicki, I want to talk to you about coming to the Utah chapter too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You got, some, you got some time in your diary there, Vicki. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's dive into this. Uh, first of all, Hall, if you would just... Send a wave from uh, the PM Hangout to everybody in the, on uh, the the chat and let them know that they can come watch the uh, Hangout live, of course, on sensiblepm.com slash hangout. And, uh, and I, I would love to have this. I'm even going to throw out the idea that we can change this up a little bit on the PM chat. If they feel like they want to, to ask uh, Vicky or Ron a question during the Hangout, um, have, have them present questions, and, and you can bring those questions to us. Uh, and also, uh, can I, I want to step back just a second. Uh, so our lazy project manager, Peter, he wasn't totally lazy. He did provide a blog that's available from the PM chat site, uh, so I'd recommend folks go check that out. And We, we made sure he had to, have some, had to participate somewhere along here. Great, great point. So if you go out to um, pmchat.net, uh, out there, if you look at the guest blogs that has been posted, uh, Peter's Peter's right. So good point. Thank you very much, Vicky. Uh -huh. Okay, so let's start. I thought what we would do to to get going is let's start with uh, kind of a definition of what project sponsorship is. Um, and I'm not going to call out a name in general. So, Vicky, Ron, why don't, you, why don't you guys give us a little bit of of uh, your definition of, of what project sponsorship is and what a project sponsor does. Okay. I mean, I, I just, Vicky, if you don't mind, I'll go first. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't mind telling you that I nearly failed my, my first degree because I was uh, arguing over the meaning of words such as what a, what a politics and uh, other such wonderful things as well. And, and uh, I guess that Vicky, uh, myself and Peter had some interesting discussions over this, um, probably took up a significant proportion of our time. Would you, would you agree, Vicky? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I think that for me, there's no one specific definition I'd like to pick up, but it's more about I think some some key points that it's an active role for me. It is an active role. Um, if I could just switch the negative on for a minute and say we find or we've found too many project sponsors being just too negative, too too inactive. They just take on the role and don't do anything. Um, and and they're the ones who will ultimately sign off documentation. And I thought that Michael Greer wrote the most wonderful blog um, yesterday which I, I retweeted on this very topic about sign-offs I don't know if anybody actually read that on on his blog site on his on his site it was absolutely great and I think it's about ensuring that the project should continue all the way through which means that the sponsor has got a monitor and that actually is really quite key and resolving issues is, is another thing and championing the project and and being that link between the, the the project manager and senior managers now that for me 
isn't a definition, and I understand that, and I, and I know that that's that's probably slightly uh, coming down on one side. But that, for me, is really about what sponsorship means. Vicky, you can throw in your your your, your bits. Yeah, and, and when I think about sponsorship, I tend to take a different angle in that um, the word sponsor and sponsorship isn't new. The application to it to project management is what we've struggled to agree upon. Um, so the PMI has put together a brief uh, definition that's in the PMBOK, um, but looking at other uh, bodies of project management, uh, there's no consistency. Um, but looking at the historical definition of sponsor, we can see that to be a sponsor means you have a vested interest in something. You expect to gain something at, out of whatever you're sponsoring, uh, and you have the authority and uh, uh, funds to, to be able to see that through. And so I'm thinking of you know somebody that sponsors a you know CenturyLink sponsors our local um, sports arena um, or even advertisers you know they're doing it for a reason they have something to get out of it they have the resources the responsibility the authority to see it through and then they have um, some vested interest to stay plugged in and to stay active in that project. Well, that's interesting because I, I would say maybe maybe part of my angst that I've had with project sponsors in the past. Uh, might center around the idea that the project sponsors, or many of the project sponsors that I've had, um, weren't very engaged, um, it, it, or or they were just the opposite. They were so engaged that uh, it, it caused problems for me. So, um, and I, I remember as I read through through the book. Um, I did notice that you guys addressed that those types of uh, sponsors. Yeah, and and so coming down to the core of what sponsorship means, I think we can work with our sponsors to be um, to get to a more common ground and find out what the project needs and where the appropriate level of participation is. And then another thing we see often, and you know, whenever I speak on the subject, somebody says, you know, oh well, what about the sponsor that um, I've never met? Blah blah, you know, all these uh, criteria, and you go. Okay, they might be the sponsor on paper, but sometimes you have to think about, okay, well, who is the person in the organization that does have that vested interest, um, the authority, the, the, the uh, funds, all that available, um, and the interest to stay active in the project, and maybe that's the person you focus on in your relationship to help the project succeed. So sometimes the sponsor that's on paper isn't necessarily the sponsor that's going to help you move forward. So you might want to look for, who's my backdoor sponsor? Oh, as an alternative sponsor. Yeah, yeah, and and that's just because I was in an organization where I had two, and it was just I had two sponsors, and their uh, the practice there was make the CIO and the division director the sponsors of the project, but they didn't give any thought to wait a minute who really is interested in this, who is pulling for this project, who's the one that's you know doing all this, and once you looked at that, I'm like, oh, okay, those two people, they might be the sponsor on paper, but I'm going to work with Tandy because he's the one that can help me move this project forward. And then later we can talk to the organization about you're assigning the wrong sponsors, which is the last part of the book, organizational um, information on sponsorship. Can, can I add something there, Mark, which yes, is please. that... Um, you know, I've just come back from um, another cold part of Europe. I could just come back from Switzerland where I was I was uh, running a, a, a program. And what was quite interesting was the some of the people on this course were actually running multi-million dollar projects. Now, imagine that you're running a multi-million dollar project and you've got no governance structure. You've got no structure to check that 
you're making the right decisions, that you haven't gone over the budget limits, that you, you've got spend authorization and so on. And for me, that that is, is, is really the link, if you like, the organizational governance plus project management governance go together. And, and we, sometimes we just don't see the governance at all within projects. Um, there's a very famous quote that um, uh, a UK consultancy found when a, they went out to talk to project managers and he said, I, I'm, I'm project manager of a, a multi-million pound project, build project, but I haven't got the authority to go and buy post-it notes. And this is the, you know, all the authority, he's got, he, has got, he doesn't know where his decision-making capability really came down to. So for me, it's, it's, there's, there's something very close linked with governance there. Great. Now, I notice also in your in in the book you guys uh, spent some time uh, with some studies. Let's let's talk about the importance of of that sponsor from your from what you were able to to discover, and the um, the value of having a sponsor and what happens if there isn't there aren't sponsors. So uh, I know that there were some studies that you you referenced. Can we talk a little bit about that? So there's two in particular. Um, we did Jim Johnson did the forward on the book of the Standish Group, and they had submit they had done a report. The Standish Report of 2012 was um, the the year of the executive sponsor, and so there's a lot of studies available in there. And then just about the time the book was getting published, PMI had also done their Pulse of the Profession, and there was more information on there. And included is a really great graph that shows that the more active participation you have from your sponsor, the better success you have with scope, schedule, budget other factors, and the less you have involved, the more overruns and failureships you have. So you can actually correlate um, good sponsor engagement to project success. Uh, it's interesting you're saying good sponsorship, right? Yes. <laughs> so was there a distinction in, in the studies about whether it was good sponsorship or non, not? Well, the standards group, they included um, 50... Uh, traits, characteristics, or have, I can't remember what it was, of a good project sponsorship. And uh, yeah, so that, that list pretty much covers it. And we, we carry that list in our book and then highlight some of the items we felt were particularly uh, relevant uh, in, in the case of the book as well. Okay. Um, and, and I noticed that when Peter, Peter's uh, thing that he wrote up, he talked about uh, three numbers, 85, 83, and 100. Uh, can either one of you address that? I think those are those are pretty key numbers, actually. Um, Eighty-five. I'm having to read this just to make sure I get this right because sometimes I get them them wrong. But eighty-five percent of people who responded to our own survey, and that was a, a call for stories and and worldwide uh, uh, survey, uh, which which a lot of people responded to. Eighty-five percent of people said that that, that they'd got within their organisations project sponsors, and that's that that's a really good good number. Um, but but 83% of the same organizations did nothing to help them. No guidance, no training, no support. So they just said, you, you're the sponsor. Um, and 100% of all of the people who responded said that project sponsorship was absolutely critical to the success of the project. So, Mark, I know that that's completely convinced you in, in terms of the argument. So um, I can see I can see it already beginning, your, your eyes beginning to, to suddenly acceptance here. <laughs> well, uh, uh, what's interesting about those numbers that I, th I found the most interesting part of it was the fact that uh, that 83%, the fact that although, and, and 
I guess this, intuitively, I've, and I've, what I've seen in the past, exactly this is sponsors are are asked to be sponsors without any training, exactly any, any additional support, and uh, and maybe that's that's what part of my pushback is 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 uh, they don't have that kind of support, and, and, and the book yeah, addresses yeah. that. But I think I just want to just sort of this is something that's come out for me. And, and I'd be interested in Vicky's stance on this because I, I, I haven't actually had a chance to discuss this and it's only started to come out recently that the, if you imagine someone who, who gets into that CFO role, you know, all the C roles and, and, and so on, they've been promoted. What's the training for that actual role? What's the training that someone actually has when they take on that, that you know, really, really seriously important role? Now, but that actually is, is, is a really interesting question in its own right. Imagine that they, CFO, suddenly then starts to sponsor a project, and they've had no training for that. So that's one of the difficulties that I think that all organizations face. The, you know, the training of people at a senior management level, and it's not quite as effective as probably it should be. I don't know, Vicky, if you've got, had any thoughts on that since. No, and, and I include discussion of that in the uh, what I presented to PMI and I'm offering to go to Spokane with, in that our sponsors are, you know, maybe they've been trained in financials, they've been trained in marketing, they've been trained in whatever their area of expertise is, um, but they need to recognize that project is a profession in and of itself, and that we, the project managers, are the experts of that uh, profession. And, it, and so they need to rely upon us to help guide the project and to help guide them on what the project needs. Uh, just as they, hopefully they wouldn't represent themselves in a court trial. Um, <laughs> they would listen to their lawyer, take advice, make the right steps. You know, think of us as the, their lawyer as far as the, making the project progress. And, and I guess that's part of what was interesting to me in, in the book was the fact that you, you did bring out the idea that, and I had never thought about it this way before, um, me as a project manager, first of all, you, I don't get to pick my own project man, my project sponsor. I, I am dictated to that. Ah, um, maybe you should read the book and go to the chapter about selecting your own project sponsor. I did see that. <laughs> that was a little tongue-in-cheek, but... <laughs> really? <laughs> but uh, should we better explain for people who maybe don't uh, haven't read the book that we're actually suggesting that uh, maybe you should go out and, uh, and actually select your sponsor in the same way that maybe some of you guys are recruited to be project managers with a formal recruitment exercise? We uh, quite like that idea. <laughs> I, I love the idea that you even helped us with the interview questions. That was wonderful. <laughs> But but the concept that um, that because the the project sponsors haven't been trained, or they, they uh, it's almost on the project manager to do some of that training. That's it. that was an interesting concept to me. Absolutely. Um, I have a quick contribution here. So the I am in no way an author or expert on project sponsorship, but um, this reminds me of uh, some of the challenges that we find in an agile environment when you come to. Uh, people who are supposed to be a product owner, for example, or um, even executives in an, in an agile environment where they really don't know how to support the team and they're asked to be the main point of support for the team, where um, there have been trainings now that are targeted at those, at those sets of people to inform them on, you know, how does their support and, and how what in what forms their support needs to come, what's most helpful for the team, things that they need to understand. And I think for project sponsorship, um, 
one thing that's really helpful is for them to really understand if they haven't, if they don't have this background, to really understand what it takes to be a project manager and to manage a project. Because it's so easy to say, you know, from a from an upper management level, why isn't this done yet? Or, right. you know, where where are you guys in the project without really understanding what it takes to manage a project? So basic project management skills, and then really important to understand how they influence. Um, the motivation of the team and kind of support and, and stuff like that. And it's very reminiscent of those types of trainings. And, and what I would like to see is in our education system just has, um, you know, when you're going through university, you have to take, you know, economics classes, finance classes, that type of thing. I think there should be a required semester of basic project where maybe they um, even, you know, run a project and, uh, you know, follow, lightly follow PMBOK processes or whatever your, your processes are and just get some basic understanding so when they get to that level that they're going to be sponsoring, it's not quite the shock that it is now. But that's going to be a, a slow running cultural change in order to get that level of engagement um, at the educational level to prepare our future sponsors. Um, if you would like, I have some of the uh, Twitter contributions just to add here. Um, so some, a lot of people are saying that that's definitely a challenge with um, you know, not having targeted training for sponsors um, and really not knowing how they can help the teams. But um, uh, we have a, a, a member on the Twitter chat, Nathaniel, who's saying, um, why don't those project managers exercise some leadership and get their sponsors involved? Um, and you know, get them engaged. And uh, for example, this pro he's noting that he has a weekly meeting with his sponsor, which is a way that he keeps that person engaged, which is a great suggestion. Um, they and Diane uh, uh, Earl from Italy, I believe, is saying that she um, has a current project where the customer has a defined and engaged sponsor, which is very refreshing. Um, so great, great job on that. And uh, a lot of people here are also just really um, reiterating some of our points on who, who really is a project sponsor. Um, and uh, Michael Greer is noting that that definition to him is someone who typically can, one, kill the project, two, promote the project, three, approve deliverables, and four, get resources for the project and the project manager. So just kind of help uh, providing some feedback from the Twitter chat. Okay, and I do want to say Nathaniel stole one of my top uh, strategies for project sponsorship, and that is engage them, have regular meetings, make sure you're informing them uh, what the project needs to be successful so they can be successful. And I, th I think that that links in very clearly with the um, uh, quite a bit of the book looks at the whole topic of influencing. By the way, guys, have my sound just gone or am I okay? You're good. Yeah, you're good. We, your uh, camera slipped down a little bit. But, okay. Oh, okay. I'll just sit up a bit more. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'll just do my tie up a bit more. Um, yeah, it's, it's very much around, um, you know, the role that the project manager needs to take about influencing. And that, that could be literally the suggestion of, um, and I missed the person's name, about why, we, why don't we have the you know, weekly project management meetings and so on. But, you know, you can't always do that when someone is maybe a couple of thousand miles away and, um, or indeed you can't do it with someone who maybe doesn't always, doesn't actually think that they need to be, be connected to and influenced or whatever. But it's got to be that gradual process. And if, if the project sponsor doesn't do it, the project manager somehow got to engage 
with him and indeed lots of others to ensure that this sponsorship happens in another format and in another way. That's the difficult bit for the for the project manager. You know, go, I want to go back to uh, the the idea of the importance of the project manager. You guys, you used a. Uh, uh, I'm a sports fan, and so you used a great analogy in in the book uh, about football, and you referred to the uh, uh, the football, the PM in a football. If you don't have a PM, then you don't have a game plan. If you don't have a sponsor, then you don't have a rule book. Uh, a coach, you don't have any funds for new players, you don't have a referee. Uh, I, I thought that was a great analogy, but I do have a question about that. Uh, what football are we talking about? Uh, well, tomorrow I can reveal this is, for those who, who are looking at this maybe in the future, which I'm sure that some will be, that today, I've lost the actual date actually, I've just suddenly lost my date, but anyway, tomorrow is the World Cup. The semi-final of the Rugby League World Cup, uh, playing at Wembley Stadium. And that's the game we're really talking about, guys. And I'm oh, going... Okay, so I suspected it was soccer. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're saying yeah. rugby. Well, it, okay. really, frankly, it frankly doesn't matter. It's, you know, let's, it could be American football. Uh, well, I, be... I, the yeah. reason why I brought it up, because I knew that there were two people from, that wrote the book from the UK and one <laughs> one from the US, and so I was wondering who won that that, that battle. Well, that was actually Peter's contribution yes, to the book, so we'll we'll go for uh, soccer. Um, but you know, I think it applies just as what. Well, where's my Seahawk? Oh, there he is. <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing my football jersey today, so it's it's Blue Friday here in Seattle. We got to support our team who has a the best record in the NFL. And I'm I'm assuming Mark, you're a Seahawk fan. If you're uh, the, this is my Leeds Rhinos hat. <laughs> you said informal. <laughs> I did absolutely. Uh, but anyways, I think it doesn't matter what game it is that that quote applies across sports. Yeah, I I, I thought that was a good analogy. That, that actually links a bit. I better put my microphone a bit closer. That links back to what I was saying before about the governance processes. Because if you haven't got a governance process, read game plan, you've got a real problem. And I think for me, that's that's going back, Mark, to you know what, what we you know you just said, and I, I said earlier. Perfect. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, again going back to it's this today. This is really all about me because uh, my my concerns that I've had with uh, project sponsors in the past. Uh, we've talked a little bit about it, but let's let's dive, dive in a little bit more about the challenges we have with with project. Can, can we just turn that round a bit? Let's just turn that round a bit, Mark. Absolutely. Just, just, just ask a question of you. Could you imagine and put yourself in a situation what your projects would have been like had you had a really good, a la some of the stuff in the book, some of the stuff that, that you know you think, well, if only I'd have been in that position with some of the projects I've been managing. Do you think life would have been easier for you well, and the project I, I, team? Yeah, I, actually, I, I guess that that's a great, great way to look at it because if I think about my projects uh, – a lot of times, the way I like to manage projects is is I want to be able to uh, resolve the issues as they can't come up. I get I, as long as I understand the vision, guiding the project is is good. But there's undoubtedly several times throughout the project that I can't resolve an issue because of my authority, mm -hmm. uh, because of the influence that I have or I don't have. And um, yes, it's so. If if I were to have a project sponsor, 
that I could go to that could help resolve issues uh, that was strong, that would absolutely enhance my projects. Hmm. I think that probably you've answered your own question, really, then, haven't you? <laughs> Correct. But, but against may, maybe my, part of my experience really goes back to the, the concept or the thing that you brought out that project sponsors don't get trained, and so right. how effective are they? Yeah. And it, yeah. It, it comes on to the project manager through, you know, influencing strategies to train the project sponsor. Now, there are good sponsors out there. Um, PMI, Washington, D.C., a couple of years ago, Vivek Kundra, who was the CIO of the United States, spoke. And he, so he spoke to 3,000 project managers, and he said that, you know, as the project manager, I don't want to hear how, how good things are going or how wonderful you are. I hired you because I knew you were good at your job. I want to know what your obstacles are, what your barriers are, so I can help break them down. And that's what I want to see in a good sponsor. That, that's the concept they need to get. Um, some people on the Twitter chat are mentioning that one uh, way to maybe increase engagement uh, is to include some kind of accountability and skin in the game for the sponsor or the stakeholder and make them accountable somehow for, um, for the project. I kind of feel like that's built in because they're putting their especially if they're funding it, they're putting you know money on the line and they're they're expecting something. but it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting thing that I think is in, would be um, good to explore further. How do you actually create even more accountability for the sponsor? Wow, that's a that's a really, really tough question in some ways, but one of the ways that uh, I suggested to to individuals and indeed different groups is to uh, put use use the risk log as a process, and um, uh, part of the reason I say this is because if you've got a project that where the sponsor is disengaged, or the project where maybe you've got a sponsor who's actually almost running the project, you actually if you can't actually physically engage with the person, you actually have to put that on your risk log because your project could well be at risk because of the actions of that individual. And uh, this is quite a challenge for some people. And I know that I've sort of seen people sort of physically go inwards and uh, body language tells a lot when you're running training courses or working with an individual. However, I know some people have tried this and actually sent it to their sponsor and said, look, I haven't been able to get hold of you or whenever I've tried to do X, this has happened. I've now concluded that this is a major risk, by the way, it's you, or whatever choice of words. You probably wouldn't want to use my direct Yorkshire way of uh, <laughs> saying it, because I'm hearing myself thinking, ah, oh, that's not so good language, Ron. But, but the principle is exactly there, that there are tools within project management, I believe, which we can use. If they use sensibly, that's not going to go to everybody, hopefully, but it depends on, obviously, the systems and processes that you've got. But if I'm sending to Vicky this this, this document, which actually has got, hey, look, you know, I'm, I'm a big part of this risk. I've got to do something about this and do it quickly. Maybe, maybe, just maybe that's going to be a huge challenge for, for the sponsor. Right. So you're, you're, you're suggesting that project managers are responsible for help training their, their project sponsors, uh, but yet they are in a a position that that can be a little challenging uh, because if I am supposed to go to either my boss or my maybe and quite often my boss's boss or something like that um, and I'm supposed to tell them uh, you're out of line 
that's that's a tough thing, right? Well, and the the key there is you can't tell them they're out of line. What you can say is this action or this uh, inaction is having an impact on the project, and this is the impact. And here are some options for resolving it. Um, So, yeah, the second you say you're out of line or you did something wrong, you're going to lose them. So if you keep it on the action or lack of um, and help them see, I want this uh, project to be successful. You want this project to be successful. Let's work together to see how we can get this done. You'll probably make it a little bit further with most reasonable people. Now, I'm throwing that reasonable in there as a caveat because there are unreasonable sponsors that no matter the best tact, you know, you can go to, you know, uh, conflict resolution training till the cows come home and you're still not going to get through, but at least apply some of those initially and you'll get a lot further. But you're right. Mark, I thought I was the guy who spoke direct Yorkshire. That's that's incredible. I mean, I, I, you know, I have to sort of, I'm going to watch this again just to hear those words again. That's good. <laughs> Uh, well, and then if we had uh, somebody from the East Coast on on the U.S. East Coast, then we could definitely hear the direct talk. So, oh, there we, too bad Robert's not on here. He's he's got the New York accent going on. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, and then the other, a final thing I want to say about that is, you know, my my uh, what I say is that as long as the sponsor has the authority to veto what the project manager recommends, they have responsibility. And that's something we might have to help educate. Um, we might have to tell her, okay, you can veto me, but you know, I can't take responsibility for what comes out of it. I'll do my best to help it through because that's what you hired me for. But here's my risk register. Here's where I see things go wrong because of this. Well, Vicki, you said an important thing that, that you know, I, need, I guess I need to keep on remembering is that um, they, the sponsor has as much or probably even more of an interest of the success of the project, and they are likely going to work with me as a project manager. Um, and, and by the way, uh, I hope my, my sponsor is not watching this because uh, <laughs> I could get myself into trouble. I, Mark, I sent him an invitation to join us. <laughs> it could help me. It could be aligning to him. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, uh, any other challenges that we should discuss before we move on? Holla, anything I think, that's, uh... I think there's just one, one thing that linked into what Holla was saying earlier, that um, uh, it's certainly come out pre-book and post-book, that some of the sponsors that we're dealing with, and Holla mentioned uh, uh, the Agile environment and, and, and so on. Agile is not huge over here in, in, in the UK. It's certainly around and is, is, is in use. Um, but what, what I've found is that the project sponsor sometimes, and I'm just picking up your words, doesn't quite understand why you know things aren't done a little bit quicker and, and whatever, but doesn't understand the internal project management processes, doesn't understand that there are maybe gates to, to go through. And actually, those are gates that they've got to make some decisions at, but are not making decisions at. And that was actually came out really clearly for me in a client where I did some work after the publication of the book, and uh, I drew on a, a, a three sheets of flip chart paper, a rather extended version of their project management approach, and I said, look, these are the places where you have to have some engagement, and I put them in sort of red felt tip, and some of the people were absolutely horrified that they had to be involved in, in all of these processes because they didn't understand. This was the first time they'd seen the process laid out such as, such as it was. It's quite a complicated process. So I think that, that that's a, a, a challenge, that some baseline knowledge for sponsors of the internal processes. Agile in particular, I would say, because 
you know, there's some words in there from a rugby background which I quite enjoy, but from a, a, a person who's not engaged in that sort of environment, they would probably be quite challenged themselves by it, I would guess. Agreed. Right, that education is really coming up as a theme in the Twitter chat too, in, in terms of, um, in some cases, even just explaining, you, th you would think that the sponsor understands what their role is and what they're expected to do, but in, in many cases, just very simply explaining, this is your role, this is what that means to us in the project, and this is what we're expecting, um, can, can really help. Um, some people are mentioning that using your... Uh, Ron, I, I uh, tweeted your idea of the risk register and the risk log, <laughs> and uh, using that as a way to communicate to them as, you know, it's a, it's a high risk that I'm not able to get through to you. And um, some people mentioned that that might be a challenge if they're already not engaged, that it would be hard. Um, Daniel Kushner is saying it might be hard to get them to even dive into the risk log which is, I think, a valid concern, but it's where you kind of highlight, it's all about how you communicate things. So if you highlight the one at the top that's the one that's concerning them, or, you know, I want to talk about this specific item on my risk log because it concerns you, um, you can find ways to communicate around that, um, around that concern. Um, so, uh, yeah, go can ahead. I can okay. I respond to that? Yeah. Sorry, Vicky. One of the one of the things that um, oh, I'm getting a vibration back of sound, but anyway, I'm sure I'll be okay. One of the things that I was just um, sort of reflecting on, on on hearing that is, you know, that there's a lot of project managers who said to me, "Look, you know, there's an issue of accountability here. If things go wrong, the buck stops with me. You know, it's it's me that because I've got no sponsor, or the sponsor's not as engaged as they should be, and I want." You know, one of the things that I've said is, well, here's maybe some evidence to say you tried to engage with the sponsor, but at least, but the sponsor didn't actually want to engage with you. And here's, here's something written down that you've sent to the sponsor, you know, with maybe an email or, or whatever processes you actually do this. It's, it's a really, in a sense, negative response, but at least it's a response that says, I'm trying. I'm trying my best as professionally as possible to get some engagement with my project sponsor, but I'm not getting very much, so I'm going to try it this way one last time. Because if things go, you know, full foul, at least I've got some fallback. It's a bit of a escape clause. I don't like using it, but it's, it's, it's still there. And that would be, for me, part of my response. And I think, uh, well, I wanted to respond on that, too, is that communication styles is huge in building the rapport between you and your sponsor so that you can educate them. And what, if their communication style is, I'm a high-level bullet person, if you even say the word risk register, you may lose them. So if you have those real direct, I don't want, don't take me into the weeds, just tell me what's going on, don't bring the issue up, or don't bring the risk up as it's in the risk register, just say, hey, let's talk for a second, and you'll get a lot further. That, that was one of our recent topics was communication, and um, hello. <laughs> I mean, project management, there's no time that you can talk about project management and not bring up communication. And um, really, really, really what makes a great project manager and someone who gets stuff done is someone who knows how to navigate all of those different ways that people like to be communicated to, especially when they're, you know, upper upper level management and they only have, you know, two seconds of you only have two seconds of their attention and you either hook them or you don't. Yeah. Um, and so figuring out how do you how do you flex your communication style to match 
um, their preferences and the way that they process information is something that pe people could really, I think, specialize just in that. Yeah, and I think just to, to add, I, I live in the constituency of the late Margaret Thatcher. Uh, she was the MP for this constituency where I, where I live now. And Margaret Thatcher said something that stuck with me, which is very much, don't bring me problems, bring me solutions. Yes. And I think that that's the thing that Vicky really was alluding to, that if, if you can at least make it as positive as possible, and uh, that's sometimes quite difficult. But, you know, if you can turn it around and say, look, here are some of the things that we need to solve, and here's some well, of the that, solutions. That that actually ties into where I want to go next is, okay. is um, thinking about as a project manager, uh, if we as project managers can understand what our project sponsors want from us, what they expect from us, and, and, and that's a perfect example uh, and I've had this happen several times, um, and, and I've, I think I've trained myself now. When I go to my sponsor or any executive, uh, I'm, I will provide a, here's an issue we have, here's my recommended solution. Uh, but let's talk about other things that the project sponsors might need or expect of us as project managers. I missed that. Could you, could you just seem to fade out a bit there, Mark. Could you just give me that again, sorry? Well, the, the question I have is, is, what is it that project sponsors expect of project managers? What, what is it that, uh, if, if I can understand what a project sponsor wants from me, uh, that might help me to better interact with the project sponsor? I think, I think that, that for me, and it, it actually almost comes back to what Holland was talking about before as well, because I... I've got this vision in my mind, book or no book, where almost in a sense the project spot you, you you divide a bit of paper into two and you put project manager on one side and project sponsor on the other and you write down sort of almost expectations and you almost sign that off. Now you're never going to get you know that to happen in some cases and we realise it, but part of it is to build that up as you're going along and to understand from the project sponsor's point of view, ah, this is what they're expecting of me, you know, monthly stats, weekly stats, whatever it may be, weekly meetings, um, or, you know, uh, earn value every, if I can understand it, uh, <laughs> project sponsors, uh, whatever, you know, and, and I think it's building that up as you go along, and I don't think that there's any one simple answer to that, simply because if you go through the book, you'll find that there's a lot of examples, really bad examples, of completely disengaged sponsors. So, it's actually putting yourself, there's an expression, putting yourself in, in second position, the position of the sponsor, and getting them to understand what you need and what they expect of you. It's an incredibly difficult thing, but that will only come throughout the life of the project, and the older and bolder you get as a project manager. I don't know whether, Vicky, you'd agree with that. Um, yeah, and, and what I would add, I think, as a sponsor, engaged or not, you, you have to be able to trust that project manager. You have to know that they're going to bring you, um, you know, issues as they need to be involved with it, that they're going to bring solutions, uh, not just problems as we talked about earlier, um, and that that project manager is going to tell me, as a sponsor, uh, what they need from me. And so if the, I think the, the biggest mistake we can make is to just stay clear of the sponsor and not make that attempt because we don't know um, where they're willing to engage or not if we're not willing to ask them to engage. So I think just being direct about what the project needs um, is, is 
has a sponsor, has somebody that uh, has somebody reporting up to me about the project would be key. There you go. You're calling me on the carpet. You're telling me that I got to get engaged more. And, uh, I didn't say anything about you. I said here's an activity <laughs> that's going to help your project. <laughs> oh, She's great. giving you solutions. <laughs> <laughs> well, excellent. Any other any other suggestions uh, of what what I hear from what you guys both talked about was if if we basically at the beginning of a project and it, and it really goes back to your interview that you have in the book um, have those early discussions with your project sponsor um, set expectations uh, between you and and he or she uh, about what is expected of you as a Project manager, what they're looking for you to deliver, uh, how often does those reports need to come in, uh, how often is the communications between you, and uh, if you get that expectations, and, and Ron, you said as as the project goes on, uh, those expect, expectations might change, so keep in touch with them, right? Mm, absolutely, yeah. And so one thing we do have in the book is our list, our checklist, uh, 17 items that project sponsors need to do. I think it's key early in the relationship to go through that checklist and just talk about how are those needs going to be met. And ideally, the sponsor is going to lead the roles in all of those, but even if you agree on delegations or, or other things, having the conversation um, is key. And so uh, I'm going to provide a link to that checklist uh, for both the PM Chat and the PM hang Hangout uh, after this conversation so folks can see that. And it's meant to be something that you can take to your sponsor, whether they're new and you're starting to engage, or you can say, hey, I saw this great program on the internet and I got a link, let's walk through this together to, to help bridge that gap to, to move forward a little bit. Well, and the good. author's name is Vicky and Ron Rosenhead. <laughs> well, this is just a checklist of 17 items. <laughs> They'll see you with the list. Oh, yeah. like, oh, they've got their stuff together. i got to get on it. There we go. <laughs> you know, uh, that, that, that checklist took um, <laughs> a significant part of the uh, gestation of the book and the writing of the book and, and, and so on. And uh, I think that it was so difficult in one sense, but actually quite rewarding because no such thing exists. There's nothing around on on like this at all in terms of you know what does the project sponsor do I think that there is some stuff with PMI if I remember from all the reading and, 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 and so on but what we want to do is, is say look here is the definitive list now you know for some companies the number 16 may need to change number 12 for another but here is the definitive list at least you've got something to argue around and um, well done Vicky for getting your, 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 your uh, thing together there because I, I I've been too busy to do other things, so thank you for that. Oh, my pleasure. Um, I want to add one little thing. So here, sometimes when we go over things like this, it just reinforces some of the things that um, as we learn about project management as a very uh, rigorous um, discipline, and, and for those of us who went through and got your PMP and read the PMO, you know that there's there's all of these um, parts of your project management plan, including something like a communication plan, right? Who do you communicate to at what frequency, all those things. And um, I find that, uh, interesting enough, just tying this back into, I have to do this, is how my brain works, but Agile um, and how we do things, really knowing those disciplines and knowing those, having those tools can make you uh, work so much better, not only in a traditional project management environment, but if you, because, for example, learning... Scrum or whatever, you don't learn 
about those things. And having that background makes you that much better in any different type of environment. So it just really shows to me the value of that, um, that more formal kind of approach to project management that can, you know, if you're able to flex and be flexible in different environments but still take away those gems and those things that really help um, can make you even, even uh, better. It definitely is an art, not not a science, and that's why I cringe a little bit when I see you know PMOs or I hear PMOs that get very stringent in their processes and their templates and that kind of thing, because that assumes that all teams and all sponsors and, and all project managers work exactly in the same way and communicate all exactly in the same way. So, and you know, experience gives you what you need in order to adapt and change to meet the various needs. Hey, Hala, is there um, any other themes that are coming out of the PM chat or questions that, that may have arisen um, from the chat? So I don't see uh, questions coming back, but I do see a lot of answers on, um, so let's go back. Um, they posted, Robert posted the question on how can knowing what the project sponsor wants from me as a project manager help create success? Um, you know, people uh, have been responding. It helps avoid rework. Um, if you don't know what the sponsor wants from you, you will struggle with delivery, acceptance, sign-offs, which is very, very true. Um, it helps the project manager create a roadmap on how to communicate, so that communication plan again, and create a relationship with the sponsor. Um, and then it also just helps uncover what things are important to them, and that's that's something you want to know for everybody. What's important to this person and how can I make sure to lead with that sometimes in discussion? Um, don't give them things that they aren't interested in. Yes. Um, which is also really a really important point. Um, and that, the, the last thing just, you know, uh, John Greenwood just mentioned too, generally the sponsor has a boss too, so knowing what they <laughs> keep their boss happy is the secret to keeping them on your side. Point. That's just the the term "happy wife, happy life" popped into my head. We're gonna have to turn that around and figure out how to make that a happy a sponsor. sponsor, happy sponsor, <laughs> sponsor's boss. <laughs> I, I, as we've got so many acronyms in project management, I just wonder what that one would be. But um, yeah. <laughs> well, great. Uh, let's, you you mentioned Vicky. You mentioned uh, the checklist for sponsors. You had a similar thing for project managers. Let's talk about um, whether we want to go through uh, those, that checklist or not. But let, what are those things that we as project managers need to do? We've talked about a bunch of them, but anything else that we can add to to the the discussion? Uh, I'll try to, I can't specifically remember items on the checklist right now, but I think you know setting up those conversations, especially during the initiation phase of a project, so that we know what they need as far as planning and communication. Vicky, Vicky, we can sorry, in. you're going about this the wrong way around. You've got to say this is on uh, Appendix C. Uh, okay. Uh, but we can't, re <laughs> we can't reveal too much because people can't get the book. I um, look. <laughs> there we go, by the book. No, but it, it, and Ron's got a good point. So I can't quite remember off the top of my head. I could go reach my book, or I could encourage you to go buy it. Um, I've got but, it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, and it's it's imperative that, you know, we, we do the planning. And, you know, I, I first started talking to Peter Taylor because I loved the lazy project manager. There, I gave him a plug, too. Um, but talking about how when you do the planning and you stick to the plans, then you don't have as many fire drills. You know what's going to happen. And as a project manager, you know, it's our 
our job to make sure that that planning happens and it's going to meet the needs of all the stakeholders and then that we follow the plan and adjust the plan if things change. Um, so with that, your sponsor is going to know what to expect all along. And number number one, that's what that's what is important is that they know what's going to happen. They know that they can trust in you to provide them any updates or challenges, you know, obstacles that that type of thing. And you know, I, I say in my, my my talks that you know my goal with my sponsor is that they trust me to the point that if they heard a rumor about me or my project, they would say, "Oh, thanks for the information," and then turn around and call me directly to say, "Okay, there's a rumor. Give me the real story." That they're not listening to people behind my back. That they're not making judgment about the project without first talking to me. You know, it's the key is to build a relationship where the trust is so strong that they're talking to you first and foremost. Yeah, and I think just to, to pick up on, thank you for that, Vicky, is that there are, there are 20, 20 um, bullets, if you like, on the definitive project manager checklist, which is Appendix C, by the way. But the, 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 and, and the serious point about this is they're not all project management uh, competencies, if you like. Um, there is, for example, issues around strong leadership. Uh, there's something around budgets, which, which you know, is, is, is absolutely vital. And as a simple thing that I've, I've, you know, found for many years that, you know, it's a little bit of a, 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 a skills gap in, in for some of the project managers that I've come across, not fully understanding budgets and so on. And there's 20 here, and I think that it really is is going to be a stretch for some project managers, but for others, this is going to be, oh, right, this is good, this is what I've got to do. Um, and I think that it would be really useful to, and, and, and the checklists are there so that people can use them and, and, and just there to self-score but also to give to other people and say, Vicky, tell me what I'm like against these mm -hmm. so that people can actually give me some feedback and so on. And this is what I use them for when I'm running the training program to, to say, look, here are some checklists, look at yourself but then pass it around and ask other people about yourself. And it's actually quite interesting, the feedback that people get when, uh, <laughs> when you pass this thing as around a room, because some people in organizations have been working together for quite a long time. Really useful. So I think it's useful. But did you find it useful? That's the key thing, Mark. Well, I'll tell you what. So we are, we are needing to wind down. Um, OK, so you guys, this is what's happened. You have almost got me to the point where I'm ready to go and give my sponsor a hug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Vicky, okay, we've first, make sure job. they're the touchy-feely type. If they're not the touchy-feely type, that could be disastrous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you said uh, it was uh, a guy, so I'm thinking. <laughs> I've, I've got several sponsors on it because I'm a firm handshake. Oh, there we go. <laughs> So with that said, um, this has been a great discussion. Thank you so much. I uh, encourage everybody to go to go buy the book, both Project Managers and Project Sponsors, uh, Strategies for Project Sponsorship uh, by Vicki James, Ron Rosenhead, Peter Taylor, the Lazy, the lazy Project Manager. Uh, great book. Uh, I will finish that, and, and maybe I won't go give my sponsor a hug, but I will in, uh, be able to work closely with them. <laughs> And uh, reviews are appreciated on Amazon as well, Mark. Great. Thank you. We'll <laughs> do that. Please please Thank go you. out there and do that. So as we close down, um, I know that, Ron, you had a very specific ask before we went on, on, on the air. So let's start with you. Uh, one last parting shot and uh, anything, if, please, if you want to share your contact information, please do that. Well, there's two things really. One is to, to do that form of the, to share my details. I'm really happy if people wanted to get in touch with me um, via email, uh, 
Uh, you know, to talk about project sponsorship issues, I'd be delighted. RR at projectagency.com. I don't often share it on the internet, but you know, it's it's out there anyway. RR at projectagency.com. And thank you very much for inviting me. But the thing that I just want to share is uh, maybe I'll just drop this slightly because uh, I'm actually growing a moustache because it is Movember, M-O-Vember, for a moustache time growing in in in, uh, in November. Uh, a couple of my friends have had pretty radical prostate surgery, and I just want to get the message across to people that there is a, a website out there which, if you just go to Movember.com or yeah, we think it will be .com. There's lots of stuff about men's health issues which we, we just don't like to talk about and discover. And almost a bit like sponsorship in some ways, to be honest. But um, um, I you know, just want to spread the word a bit about Movember. And thanks very much for inviting me. And Vicky, I know you can say yourself, but very much appreciated. Really enjoyable. Thank you. Vicky, over to you. Yeah, thank you. And then uh, check out the website for the book, Strategies. Four, number four, uh, sponsors.com. That's all one word, strategies for sponsors. Uh, and uh, you can get more information. You can find a full contact for Peter, Ron, and myself there. Uh, of course, you know how to reach me on Google+, and uh, feel free to reach out or send me an email. Great. Well, thank you, Hala. Thank you so much for uh, being, being here as well and being that correspondent. Uh, My uh, pleasure. I, uh, again, I appreciate both of you, all three of you being on and uh, – Everybody go out and, and give your sponsor a hug. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> when, it, when it is cold in London. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Later. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed that discussion about project sponsorship. Sounds like they have convinced me to go and give my project sponsor a hug. I might do that in the next few days. So, if my project sponsor is listening to me, watch out. I uh, just wanted to thank, once again, Vicki James and Ron Rosenhead and Hala as well for joining us, joining me on the Hangout. Again, encourage you, if, you have not, if you're not participating in the community on Google+, come and join us on the Sensible Project Manager Hangout community. And I, you're welcome to come and join us. You might be able to, to uh, join us on one of the Hangouts for the, the topics that we talk each week. Now, just if you would do a couple things for me. If you're enjoying these podcasts, would you please go to iTunes and leave a review? I'd love to be able to hear some feedback from you as to whether you're enjoying these uh, recordings from the Hangout. And if you actually want to, you can you can also watch these these hangouts. They are recorded. Uh, I find most people are not going to watch the video. Uh, they might watch it live, but they don't. Not going to watch the video. And that's why I'm putting these in the podcast. And so I'd like to have your feedback from that. But you can go to sensiblepm.com/hangout and see all of the uh, the archives for the previous hangout. So far we've done 21 and we will continue to do that each week. So again, please go to iTunes, leave me a review. I would appreciate that. That helps me with my rankings in the for the podcast. I'd also do one more thing. Please go to sensiblepm.com and leave me a voice message. I would love to have your feedback there as well. If you have a question or a topic that you would like to have me discuss on the podcast, please leave that and give me any feedback you have. So until next time, uh, please have a great day 
And remember, the Sensible Project Manager always looks for the practical way of leading a project to success. You've been listening to the Sensible Project Manager, Mark Phillippe, on the Sensible Project Manager podcast. To learn more about practical project management, visit us at sensiblepm.com.